0: Welcome to Before They Change the World, where we explore the minds, ideas and dreams of exceptional students working on inspiring projects before they change the world. This episode is hosted by me, David, and I speak with Faisal, who's a computer science master's student at ETH Zurich and the co-founder of AlterEgo, a startup creating virtual fitting rooms to allow shoppers to try clothes on digitally on their own avatar. We speak about how AlterEgo was born and their progress so far, The challenges of developing the technology behind AlterEgo, their plans for expanding the team and the business, their business model and the potential use cases of their technology in the fashion and retail industry. As you'll soon be able to tell, Faisal is deeply passionate about fashion and cares deeply about revolutionizing this space, not only for his own convenience, but also to address sustainability issues of the retail industry today. All right, here's Faisal from AlterEgo. So I wanted to start with like an icebreaker question, uh, which is how many items of clothing do you buy a year and how many of those are online and yeah. What's your story with like buying? uh, Okay, I I want
1: start every single pitch I do like by saying, hey, my name is Faisal and I'm a shopping addict. Ah. So maybe we could clarify that. Um, I don't know, a lot. Like when I say a lot, I'm talking about the fact that I have Six closets in my apartment, plus three wardrobes. Plus in the cellar, I have like five suitcases full with clothes that I just change around the year. Yeah. Um, at least two to three hundred maybe pieces that you own or that you buy a year. That I buy a year. <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah, I, I I buy a lot, but also I donate a lot. Okay. Like uh, uh-huh. every time I go to Morocco, which is like two months because I'm from Morocco, yeah. I just have this suitcase that I just give away to.
0: Yeah. 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 In it. And uh, are the majority of those clothes that you buy online or do you like to... Strangely to no. know, I always buy in-store. Okay. I just buy shoes online
1: because like that's actually the second part of my page, which mm-hmm. is I never buy online because it never fits. Right. And yeah, I do have like a kind of strange morphology, mm-hmm. which is uh,
0: not the best to find clothes online. And, right. Yeah. Okay. So it. was that kind of like the, the spark? Uh, for alter ego it
1: was something else it was more okay. related to the amount of clothes that I had down oh, okay. to that like we started by another idea I can tell you about that later if you want but no no let's, no. let's start with that let's start ah, with okay that, yeah. well the, the other idea was basically that when I wake up in the morning it takes me a lot of time to find yeah. an outfit like I just spend time like you know like having my outfits and maybe trying another one trying another one trying another one yeah. and then we had this idea so I had it with my brother more or less like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I was still 18 and we were having dinner like, with some friends and we were talking about this kind of fashion startup which would be revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And it was about the returns mostly but I was more interested in this part which was like, you have your avatar, you have your digital closet so mm-hmm. every time you have an article you just scan it mm-hmm. and you wake up in the morning and just swipe between different propositions of outfits that we give you, uh, that basically is based on what you own, what you like, where it's clean and dirty, so that you don't have to be like, okay, I want this t-shirt, oh no, this t-shirt isn't like the, how do we call it? The washing machine. The no washing machine, yeah. Exactly, and we base that on your agenda, and we propose to you outfits based on that. Awesome. So that was the idea before Alterego.
0: Okay, yeah. So that's kind of an idea that is addressing the problem for people like you who have way too many clothes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I guess then you pivoted to to another idea, right? Which, Which is what Alter Ego is now. Uh, exactly. Okay. So we pivoted to... Do, well, we saw that these ideas
1: requires the same technology, more or less, as mm-hmm. Alterego today. Mm-hmm. And that it was... It was just also uh, boosting uh, uh, the amount of clothes you would buy mm. because it was based on an advertisement model like every three articles you don't own we'd propose you something uh. every three outfits, like we'd propose you like hey that shirt goes well with that plant go mm-hmm. buy it and you would buy it so right. it was just like boosting the consumption right. was not really green in any kind so we were not solving a problem that is like causing more waste or more CO2 we were just increasing all of that somehow mm-hmm. which is not totally true because there was ways to kind of um, you know what I mean like balance it yeah, to yeah. not be like again on the wrong side and we by actually working on this idea we actually fell into the issue of returns and started analysing the problems mm-hmm. uh, we were super shocked when we saw that a third of online bought articles were returned we knew it was a lot but not one third like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. and when we saw the numbers behind that and the fact that brands are actually just wasting money on that
0: yeah, yeah.
1: it causes a lot of CO2 emission yeah. 20% of the clothes are are like basically returned are just usually destroyed or burned mm-hmm. we were like wow. okay so it's the same technology let's go that way and yeah. people will actually use it yeah so we pivoted it in that direction
0: nice yeah it also seems like that's that's something that more people have an issue with at least like because yes. the, the the first problem was for people that really are into into fashion into their look uh, and have a lot of clothes to choose from. Yeah. But the problem of buying clothes online and not knowing if they fit, I think that's m- much more universal. Exactly. Um, and of course, like the sustainability aspect of it is is better. Uh, like there's yeah. a b- better mission behind it. I we guess. didn't drop the first idea yet, uh-huh. so
1: it will be for later. But like, as we have like that amount of people that are like really having the problem of not knowing what to order at first, mm-hmm. like we thought that best way it is to find like a good good user base yeah. and then to try them like every other technology that we could have to even their their shopping make their shopping experience better mm-hmm. greener
0: or like just make it useful yeah yeah nice um so how do you actually uh, solve these problems of making it easier to uh, find a cloth that that uh, a piece of clothing that fits you so it's so we do not make it easier for you to find a piece of clothes at
1: first. Mm-hmm. We make it easier for you to know mm-hmm. whether like what you found is good for you. Right. Right. So what you do is you go to the shopping platform. Mm-hmm. There are like normal shopping behavior on the shopping platform, etc. You have a button fit with Alter Ego
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, or try clothes virtually, depending on if it's white labeling or alter-, or alter Ego labeling. Then if it's the first time you see that, You create your avatar, you just take one picture standing, and we create your avatar in less than one minute. Mm -hmm. We extract all your measurements, and then you directly try clothes from there. So then you see it on an avatar that is you, your skin tone, your measurements, your body morphology, if the clothes is actually a fit. You can also try different sizes, etc. For example, if you want to put oversize or something, we show you how an oversize would look like on you, etc. So it's more than we just solve the size that you need, Mm -hmm. we help you know. Like what size fits best your morphology and your skin tone at the same time. Right. It's like you were in the
0: fitting room, like in a yeah. in store. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Okay, so from one picture alone, you're basically creating a three D uh, avatar of mm. a person that is like high fidelity in terms of like dimensions, right? Yeah. Is it also high fidelity in terms of well, you mentioned skin tone. Uh, so at the moment not yet, not but yet. like we that's a that. So that's okay. the vision, yeah.
1: Okay. So, That's the vision. It would cool. be like, uh, we also from that picture we take a few weeks, like the skin tone, yeah. which should be not that complicated to right. do, to be honest. Right.
0: And we put it again on the avatar. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, and then you show an overlay. Uh, how do you how do you show like how the the piece of clothing fits on? So we just dress your avatar basically automatically. <laughs> so it's funny how
1: how it is done is basically like. The patterns of the article are kind of automatically put around your avatar in the wow. like uh, required body places, yeah. Yeah. and then auto
0: zoom together. Yeah. So it's mostly like that. Okay. And uh, is this like um, 3D model of the clothes something that gets supplied by the producer of? The- That's actually our big differentiation before, mm-hmm. like from this virtual fitting room idea. You know, we're not mm-hmm. the
1: first ones who come with it. Like it has right. been an issue since e-commerce is here it right. right. returns right. etc right. so many people tried virtual fitting rooms mm-hmm. etc the only thing is like except from those that tried really too early and it was technically not possible mm-hmm. the ones that started more or less at a decent time which would have shown well mm-hmm. uh, results, results but their technology on needing 3D models from the brand, mm-hmm. and they don't have that ah, luxury okay. brands might have a few of them but right. fashion, fast fashion like they will not uh, right. create 3D models for every of their articles because like first of all designers etc they well well, it's not about the designers but it's really related to to close to that like Mm -hmm. they work like they want they have their things to do they don't want other issues etc to start like developing some kind of 3D models for like every of the articles they do etc they could eventually hire some other people to do that but then it's more cost etc for something that they don't see like a result there directly and yeah they don't do that because it's too much of articles and quantity of things that have to be created so we kind of with Alterigo we decided to really see what didn't work on that side before and meet the customers where they are and only ask them for what they have. Right. And what they have is basically um, we collect sweet patterns are 2D cutting patterns, Mm -hmm. which is basically the clothes in 2D, Mm -hmm. and it's the data that they send to the manufacturers. I see. So they send that to the manufacturers, the manufacturers build the clothes, and us, we just get this file, and we have like, we are currently building a process, so we don't have it yet, that would basically just take this file and automatically do the job of the manufacturer,
0: but on your own avatar automatically. Right. That's how we do it. Amazing, okay, so the, the, yeah, the unique technology here that gives you the edge is not only, the um, the accurate reconstruction of the uh, mo- body model of the person with a single picture, right? Yeah. Which is really great. Great, you don't need like a full body scan or exactly. like uh, a lidar or something. And it's we don't just, need your measurements. Like we don't need you to tell you like this right. is my chest measurement
1: and this is my right. hips measurement and waist. There's yeah. also like some competitors that did that mistake.
0: Uh, it just does not work. We yeah. cannot trust the user because yeah. like it would be like too much error on that right. side. Yeah. 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 So it's that plus this. Conversion from uh, cutting patterns into like a 3d version of the clothing that it's, you can fit on Yeah,
1: the... it's putting everything together yeah. like yeah.
0: yeah Because like also the avatar creation is like not everything is
1: proprietary to us uh, We mm-hmm. also like have our uh, buying another software to kind of help us with that um, mm-hmm. Which is like a company that is really focusing on avatar creation. Mm-hmm. It's also close related to ETH mm-hmm. um, So yeah, awesome. it's, uh, it's a bit of everything would.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, your co-founder uh, is called Pietro, right? Yes, exactly. H- how did you guys meet? So, there was this class that was called
1: Entrepreneurship at ETH. I think you might be familiar with it.
0: I know tech investing, but,
1: uh, but tech not... Im- yeah. not uh, it's not the same. Okay. Tech, inv- tech invest- investing or tech investment... Uh, well, I think, actually I don't actually, know, have like all these classes with yeah. this one. the same name because I think I think thing is like in, in the summer and it's six months. And take investment is only two weeks before yeah. that one. That one. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like we we had Alterigo's case uh, there this this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, quite funny. But like anyway, like we started in entrepreneurship. Um, it was my exchange year, so it was I was still officially at EPFL doing oh. my exchange here. Mm. It was in. After COVID uh, 2021. Okay. So it's summer 2021. So we were just entering 2021, still a lot of COVID, etc. It was that class in which we were supposed to basically create a startup business plan Mm -hmm. and pitch. Like the idea of the startup and the business model behind it, etc., mm-hmm. to some investors. Yeah. So that was for six months. We had like classes every two weeks for three hours, in which like we were plain, plainly were like working on the startup and had coaching, et cetera, helping us. So we started there with first an idea of educational app, then switched to the idea of the first thing I told uh-huh, you about, uh-huh. so the closet thing, yeah, yeah. and then switched to Alterigo. Yeah. And from there, like we started working on Alterigo and. At the time, we were three, but we just decided that after a while to continue just with Pietro and I because we were, like, mostly, the most interested in Mm continuing that. Mm -hmm. So the pitch, the last pitch was super cool. I remember we had as one of the jury the head of the student project house, so Lucy, and she, she literally, like, when we started pitching, like she added us on LinkedIn directly. Uh-huh. Like, even waiting for the end of our pitch, and she yeah. thought we would be a good fit for SPH. So then we went to visit SPH. It was still that building that was under construction, uh-huh. so uh-huh. it was there was still like boxes everywhere, workers everywhere, etc. And we had our first meeting there, and yeah, then we decided to start there. We uh, uh, onboarded the project, yeah. and I thought that at this point, like in my life, I was also like i younger than I am now, and I used to drop a lot of projects. Like be like, ah yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that, let's do that, let's do that, and yeah. never do it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that made me continue something I do usually is have a word. So either say to someone, we're gonna do that and that's mm-hmm. gonna be done, or like have deadlines and have mm-hmm. to provide some work on that side. So that's what we did with Pietro. Mm-hmm. We just like sent applications to many kind of coaching things, uh-huh. you know, Swiss things, venture kick things, talk to a lot of people, and once, like you know, like we had like too many things around us that we had to deliver to these people, mm-hmm. then we just started going like that. Amazing. And since then, like yeah, we work. I'm working
0: full time. Pietro is working most of his time yeah. too. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I want to ask about that because um, both of you guys are doing your masters, right? Yeah. Um, how? Yeah. W- what's the timing of of, like, <laughs> of the masters with respect to Alter Alterego? Um, what um, stage are you in? Well, research.
1: I hope not many teachers hear that, but like, I never went to a single class of ETH except the class from the lawyer I told you about before, <laughs> and uh, I just don't study, I will study for my exams before my exams, because mm-hmm. in the end, like, I don't uh, target high grades, mm-hmm. I just want passing grades, mm-hmm. and uh, I study, like for example, now I'm in the study uh, session, like studying for like, the month mm-hmm. and passing the exams. And then I would not hear about ATH until July or August again. Right. Right. And that was the same in the first semester. Right. So for me, like, it's just that, like, I'm doing my exams. When we have projects, I'm trying also to put them in the relation, alter ego. Uh-huh. And that's it. Okay. So I, every time I have like five months full alter ego. And I also work at the welcome desk in SPH. So mm-hmm. it's also like 30% on that time. Mm-hmm. And then the exam and then again. Yeah. And Pietro now he's, um, so Pietro for him, it was a bit different. He was like, so he's more advanced than me in my studies. Mm-hmm. So um, he had to do an internship, which also we don't have to do in computer science, so yeah. it's difference. Yeah. So for six months, he was in Singapore, yeah. and he could only work during the weekends and at night, which sometimes was also complicated because the internship was quite intense, etc. Yeah. So he had that, so that was last semester. Yeah. And now he's doing his thesis, so he's working also, like, let's say, yeah. 60 to 70 percent to 80 percent, maybe to what would be like a normal 80 percent. Mm-hmm. Meaning like there's two we- two days of the week in which like he has it for Alterego. He works on his thesis on the side, but it's mm-hmm. for Alterego. Mm-hmm. That's where we organize all our meetings, mm-hmm. our like uh, important like you know partner uh, yeah. arrangements, etc. Yeah. Uh, at night he usually works on Alterego again, and on the weekend fully. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. For, for him, like like that's complicated <laughs> <so> <laughs> to yeah. do the, the yeah. But uh,
0: so, so in computer science you don't have an internship and do you have a semester project?
1: Yes, hopefully we will be able okay. to do it with Atlerigo oh, also my thesis when uh, it gets to that
0: Yeah, that's a nice thing that you're doing a startup that is you, you can tie it to your field so exactly. ideally you can combine yeah. it yeah. That, that should be totally feasible we just need to find the right lab the, lab, yeah. the right teachers, etc. Yeah. And, and um, what are the responsibilities between... Uh, like, how do you split roles and responsibilities between you and, and
1: Pietro? So, that, I think you will notice if you go further in technology side. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, okay. I'm not doing the tech. Ah, okay. Pietro is <laughs> doing the tech. I mean, I, I'm still a computer scientist, right? So, I do have a good knowledge about, like, what we do, mm-hmm. what we have to do, etc. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm more on the consulting side for Pietro on the tech side. Yeah. So, I'm never coding myself or something. Right. I'm fully business. I see. So, just, my goal now, for example, today is to, um, we have pilot projects that are gonna start. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have to make sure to get the right fit on the brand side for having the right pilots. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk to these people, get, make sure that they have all the data we need, make sure that they're involved, make sure that their intention on the vision where we're going is clear for both sides, et cetera, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to then be able to also get some funds yeah. to basically hire the team we need, so mm-hmm. two things here. Mm-hmm. I need to find the investors that's gonna invest. Mm-hmm. I need to write the term sheets, et cetera, yeah. and make ready, if I make all of that ready. Yeah. I need to find the right people that we would hire in the next two months to push the project to an MVP. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also in charge of everything there's like pitching, financials, uh, incorporating at the moment also. Mm-hmm. So all of that, wow. uh, like from financial to legal to, to oh, that. Wow. So I'm doing all this part uh, and Pietro is doing the technology. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's focusing on the technology. Like, uh, main, mainly our meetings are just like, hey, okay, so we started that with this brand. They want to see that, that, and that. So how can we do it? And mm-hmm. Pietro is basically going to do all
0: the research and implement the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Pietro, tech, um, <laughs> which still is a lot of different it's, things. It's exactly. Um, yeah. But, and you're doing like everything else, you know, hiring, fundraising, exactly. uh, sales, marketing. Yeah. And um, he also has his share in that. For example, like some client meetings, etc has to be there yeah Eric, just yeah. for yeah okay because like when it gets in like when you get into the weeds he needs to be exactly uh, we are small similar too like we've been to for a year and a half yeah. now but yeah. it's super good
1: that we have this complementarity between mm-hmm. me and him yeah. because like it's clear like what we have to do and then we can like work alone yeah. on our way without like having to waste i don't know how much hours on meetings etc which are yeah. usually like useless that's why we can go fast
0: yeah. Yeah. but um sometimes yeah we do work together right yeah. yeah if someone looks at your profiles they might think that you're both techies right because you're both uh master students in very technical fields yeah, exactly. so where did you actually get the the background or the motivation to like fully take care of the business side of
1: you just jump into it really like it's, it, you know that's actually the reason why i went to for like uh engineering studies yeah. like i never wanted to be like really an engineer or like be a software developer etc yeah. that's not for me i'm no i'm more of a uh, business side yeah. person yeah. Fine, i don't know how to define it but yeah. it's just like basically like i'm going to like talking scale. to soft skills talking yeah. to people etc um so i had a background on that before mm-hmm. so like you know like just, like, from my father's company, like, what well, he does, etc. So I grew up in that. I have all the subscreens, like, since, like, uh, I don't know. I think it's just natural. Yeah. And, well, I'm not bragging or anything. Yeah, it's just natural. <laughs> it just comes no, me. meaning, like I just, like, was used to see that, like, all my life. And, like, I'm, uh, they call me sponge sometimes because, uh-huh. you know, I inhale, like, everything around me. So the behavior of people, yeah. like, how people talk, etc. I just, yeah. like... Absorb it, and yeah. somehow it becomes part of something that I know how to do. Yeah. And that's how it worked. So I yeah. never really had to go to classes and understand, okay, how that works exactly. Mm-hmm. I just talk to people, yeah. and they tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, they tell me what to, what to do. They advise, they advise me, you, and yeah. then I can... Logically absorb like it. Just yeah, exactly yeah.
0: But, but the, you did mention that you have done some uh, courses at ETH in this like entrepreneurship area, right? Yeah, so, w- so which ones were the most useful? To uh, the
1: entrepreneurship entrepreneurship class first because mm-hmm. like that's why we started at mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Then there was this class from Anil. Uh, it was called from science entrepreneur, I think. Okay. Something like that. Anil okay. like super good class. Uh, it's basically like fourteen weeks or thirteen weeks. Mm-hmm. Each week like with an associated like really topic so fundraising, IP management, mm-hmm. pitching, uh hiring, mm-hmm. etc. And he gives you like basically everything you need to do uh, to know as a startup, like with no experience on no. the other side, on the business side, etc. to kind of go. Yeah. And uh, this was like super helpful. Uh I did some classes from Amtech, so accounting for managers Mm -hmm. things like that that Mm -hmm. didn't help me yet Mm -hmm. but I know will help me you know just on how to work with that like you know like I would have already worked with that and the rest is like basically use some tools that are made for Mm -hmm. making it easier for you Mm -hmm. as long as you know the the thing and on the other side there are like some you know Swiss classes for coaching etc and -hmm. you have access to a lot of coaches and advisors, so from SPH but also from mostly you know Swiss and um And people we know around Mm -hmm. that are just like, yeah, if you have that issue, you can do that, you can do that, or you could eventually do that. Or I know someone that is an expert in that, you should talk to him. Mm -hmm. That's how I make things actually. Right, right. That's mostly the thing. Like, so for example, um, now we're incorporating, we need um, to deal with like some kind of taxes about like a thing we're doing. So just like I was talking with our main advisor, so Nicole Zing, Mm -hmm. and she was like, yeah, well, I had a coffee with a, a friend of Raphael, which is a lawyer, again, like her husband. And he knows quite a lot of stuff about this specific thing. You should talk to him. Let's
0: invite him for a coffee. And then that's how we do it. Okay. Yeah, nice. That's really <laughs> that. So so now you're trying to incorporate in Switzerland. Yeah. As a GmbH or It's uh G-D- G-D-D. okay. Yeah. okay. It's more convenient for investors, usually. Yeah, yeah. But how, um, where are you getting, because like here it's like 100K you need in capital for that? Yeah. So how are you guys as students like uh, able to cover that?
1: So that I promised Anil I will write um, a template on how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fully defined yet how okay. we will do it. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather wait for yeah, having that done. Answer. It's going to be in two weeks or yeah. three weeks. But basically it's about selling something to the company to put a value in the company, to then have that minimal cash. I on that some like few thousand. Yeah. So we adding eleven thousand on top of that, and yeah. then we get okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're, yeah. There, there's. I think I've heard of something like this that I think, uh, Generai, one of the other startups that we interviewed used, which was like that you value your software yeah. and then you get. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Generai. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then, so it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was a
1: bit different for the case, I think, but it's, it's exactly that. We value the software, etc., and we do something like that, but that's what I thought in the first place, and then there was a few more complications. Yeah, okay. So then okay. we want to uh, make sure of that, like uh,
0: yeah. uh, I also write that book for Ani, so that he can share it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's that, and then maybe, I don't know if you're bootstrapping anything or if you're um, uh, investing want in it.
1: We f- so we never really needed
0: money because like first
1: we had SPH Uh so it was already co-working space plus a lot of things we could use so just from coaching legal experts were available etc and we fully software so like you know like we don't need to buy hardware things like that Uh, then we first uh, won um, what was the name Uh, the inner Swiss uh, kind of coaching thing Mm -hmm. so again we had someone working with us like a lot just for free mm-hmm. our side, but they were paid by the government um, then we won Venture mm. so it was 10k Yeah. then we won Venture Geek 1 10k again then Venture kick 2 40k right. and yeah for now like okay. it's clearly enough for what we need to do and I'm raising also like this month 90 uh, and something yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 95 more or less which would allow us to hire two more so
0: okay. it's just going like that oh amazing yeah. okay so uh yeah so you have um, money from competitions from grants and now you're like this 90k-ish that you want to raise now is uh, from a business angel uh, round from different business angels yeah okay so from one advisor of ours that is like working with
1: us like already every week Alexander also wants to put her money yeah. uh, one colleague of hers that has uh, this like a really experienced entrepreneur like he basically sold companies for here that. That like a few millions yeah. and he kind of believes in what we do so yeah. and he also wants to go back to playing yeah. the game you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so he wants to come back with us <laughs>
0: and yeah that's that's mostly that okay so uh, I guess that because you're at such an early stage I mean you mentioned before that you want to grow a team to then build an MVP so you're not Mm -hmm. even at the MVP stage which means that probably you're not uh, doing an equity round you're not coming up with a valuation right it's It's like a convertible convertible loan for now yeah exactly so the valuation would rather be like when we have the MVP started
1: and first paying customers Yeah. and also it makes no sense so like I I wanted so at first to raise what we need to raise for a year which is like mostly like six to seven hundred mm-hmm. uh as an equity round now, mm-hmm. which would have been possible, but too complicated. Right. Too complicated, too risky and too low valuation. Yeah. So we decided to continue kind of getting like this notes, convertible loan, mm-hmm. and have these people working with us until we can see exactly the MVP that we can provide, mm-hmm. then have a way better valuation, mm-hmm. I'm talking about two to three times what could have been done today, mm-hmm. and then get that equity round, and mm-hmm.
0: then convert just the, the exactly. convert everything. Nice. So yeah, I wanted to talk a bit about the, the business model, mm-hmm. because now we've spoken a lot about the vision, but in the end it's supposed to be a business, right? It's supposed to generate some kind of revenue. So yeah. what, what's your plan on selling this?
1: So basically we sell that to the plants. Okay. So it's free for the user because in the end like, we want people to be able to use it freely, we want like, them to be happy using it. etc. so they're mm-hmm. not paying anything, at the, mm-hmm. not for the AlterEgo version for returns, uh, for, like, meaning the virtual fitting room, so the brands will be our customers. And it actually makes sense because the brands are actually the ones losing money today on that. Mm-hmm. And they're actually the ones that will be making huge profits on that. Right. So with AlterEgo basically the vision is mostly on tweetings. Reducing the returns, increasing the engagement, so losing conversions, etc., mm-hmm. increasing the customer for average order value, etc., mm-hmm. in a nice way, and basically knowing more the customers. So there's okay. going to be three things. There's going to be the direct saving on return operations. So we're talking today about, again, a third of the articles are being returned. So when you return an article, it has to be shipped back, fixed, clean, and dried. Mm-hmm. And these operations, basically, globally in 2020, they costed uh, about 101 billion US wow. dollars. Okay. So globally, that's yeah. between all the brands, etc., yeah. right? Yeah. And for a particular brand, they can cut, represent like up to 30% of their own profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fine with it today because they're making lots of margin, etc., and this is part of the process because they have to offer free returns, etc., and they have to let that custu- their customer use it because we say that... 86% of the people won't buy online mm. if there was not at least like an easy return process right because you just don't know right That's yeah, yeah, totally yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. so they can't really like save on this cost without mm-hmm. like really Exactly, they cannot break like this region mm-hmm. process that as it is today mm-hmm. Otherwise they would be breaking their revenues mm-hmm. so they have to live with this cost on mm-hmm. uh, the other side uh, so I got to go here how we come so we basically aim to reduce up to 40% of article returns in the long term. Mm-hmm. So after working three to four years with the brand, we will start first like, with maybe seven, eight percent reducing mm-hmm. the first year and then going to that 40%. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, if you think about the 101 billion US mm-hmm. dollar that I told you about in 2020, mm-hmm. which is going to actually be more mm-hmm. in 2025 mm-hmm. because uh, the fashion, e-commerce fashion is expected to triple yep. in like, these next 10 years because people are just my, buying more online yep. etc we're saving 40 billion globally just on that yeah. right like yeah. if we have the monopoly, etc but mm-hmm. let's say if we take 1% of that it's already 1 billion yeah. so that's the big part of it so we're saving them on this cost and on the green taxes also that they will be paying because mm-hmm. there will be less CO2 emission less waste etc so they will be saving on that side too mm-hmm. second what is most important for the e-commerce is usually like conversions so how many people are like actually engaging mm-hmm. with this product how many people are Testing that how many people are buying that, etc. Mm-hmm. With Alter if you can try the clothes, you will for sure be more interested into like going deeper into like what are your options within the website. Yeah, you right. won't just go for like I think okay I know what I want. Uh, no, you will also try other things, etc. Mm-hmm. Which should increase the average order the value here, mm-hmm. but also boost your um, loyalty mm-hmm. because if you buy with a brand and you actually got something that fits you. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you yeah. will buy again. No, I mean, of so, course, so re- returns are yeah. not only a, a problem for the brands. For the user, it's also a pain in the ass, right?
1: Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's That's why I was, like, thinking that, explaining that for the brands, they're going to be paying, but for the user, it's just like, yeah, you don't no. waste time.
0: Yeah, You don't waste time and you know exactly what you want. And so what's the... Um, the exact product that you're selling the brand and how does it manifest itself? Like, is it a plugin that they put it's on the website? Okay. And do you yourself store information about those users uh, for when they return to that site? Or do they store the model? We, we can't. Out? So that's from the brand side. Okay. Like, we can't say that that item has been returned or not.
1: Mm-hmm. We just have information about the user. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not, for example, you need a picture to create your avatar. You mm-hmm. do not store that picture, for example. Mm-hmm. just store the avatar. You store it. Yeah, but it's okay. anonymized. Uh-huh. So we don't know who you are. Uh-huh. And the brand don't know who you are. Okay. It doesn't know who you are. It's just an avatar. Like, an. Object. be an right. object with measurements on it. Okay, and that's it. So you're the only one that know that.
0: So would you have to then take that picture every time no. you go? No, you okay. have an account. You have ah. an account, but then like there's like those all this anonymization
1: process that we can mm-hmm. implement, etc. Okay. Um, it's not implemented yet because yeah. like we don't have a product, yeah, which yeah. is yeah, and it's gonna be like that basically. Okay. So okay. you give us your photo, we create the avatar, photo destroyed. Mm -hmm. Avatar is like ID
0: uh, 1234567, and that's all we know. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then whenever you go to like some store, nike.com, whatever, and you're buying something, you will see some some kind of extension on the website where you can log in with Alter Ego to to load up your avatar. Exactly, yeah, it's done like that.
1: So you save it somehow, like, it's not really like twins, but let's imagine that Mm -hmm. way, like you're on the website. You have um, that button. You click on the button.
0: Small pop-up. Mm-hmm. Log into your Alterego account and virtual fitting room. Mm-hmm. And then you can try to close the clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's I guess the the first kind of business model that you guys are going to be targeting. Um, I think I read in, in uh, somewhere online in an interview you had done that there was also like a longer term business model. Yeah. Um, what can you? So tell that me? longer term is more on the data. Yes, it's more on the data. So basically. Uh, one thing to know is that brands, like,
1: one of their most important thing is data about the user. Mm-hmm. So that's how they prefer the next collections. That's how they know how much they have to ask for the manufacturers, how much they have to like, buy resources, etc. Mm-hmm. So cotton, everything relates to that, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how we can help also. Because one thing to know is that today, 20% of the articles are produced mm-hmm. and are sold. Mm-hmm. not even in promotions or like in in like a, a Zalando Zeland, a Lounge or something like that you know like yeah. not sold just wow. destroyed or like thrown away and it's because you know for them also today they just they do have a lot of information so they have all these KPIs they analyze etc mm-hmm. one thing is for example you know like when you go to Zara and you go to the fitting room mm-hmm. they kind of analyze how much that article has been tried etc mm-hmm. and well, I'm getting lost a bit, I'm going too yeah, much into details. Fine, yeah, but in cool. general, basically, what we can do is we can say, hey, in Switzerland, we have that amount of people that we will fall into this category of mm-hmm. body morphologies, measurements, etc. And that way they can adapt the production. So They can say, okay, so yeah, that clothes have been tried I don't know how many times online, etc. And this country needs that amount of S, that amount of M, that amount of L mm-hmm. for this specific article, mm-hmm. so then we can hopefully reduce overproduction production that, yeah. by one or two percent even, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be huge.
0: Awesome, yeah. okay. Um, so I was actually thinking about, um, so w- when I initially scheduled uh, to, to talk with you, uh, or when I heard about the project, something clicked in my mind, which uh, was like a possible use case for Alter Ego for an app that I'm yeah. uh, building right now. Um, the app is like, in short, it's like a social gifting app. It's supposed to make it very easy to give both fitting gifts that people want, but also surprising gifts. Yeah. And so one of, the, um, one of the things that we wanted to, to have as a feature uh, would be that in your profile, you can uh, put like your basic dress size and stuff like that. Um, so that people, if they're buying a gift for you, they can check okay, he's an M or he has this shoe size or whatever. Um, as you can imagine, if it's already a hassle for you to find something that fits, if you're trying to buy it for someone else, it's, it's even harder. It's even harder. Um, it's not possible. Like, usually, you don't do yeah. that. So, yeah. so, so then the idea that was sparked in my mind was like, wow, it would be actually super cool if we could also like embed you know, uh, somebody's alter ego avatar like a in QR our code. app. Yeah. Like someone shows with you the QR
1: code of his avatar. E- yeah, yeah. We are thinking of doing that. Okay. So there's actually even... Another product for after Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know how in McDonald's they have like these machines like you can just buy your food like on the screen. Mm -hmm. It's something we were thinking of like when you, let's say you're like in Bahnhofstrasse, you have to meet a friend for a coffee, you have 15 minutes, you want to go to Zara but you don't have time Mm -hmm. because like uh, your friends are waiting for you and there's too many people in the fitting rooms. Mm -hmm. What you could do is, you take your avatar. Uh, find your phone, you have your QR code, you scan your QR code on the machine, there's your avatar, which tells you directly everything that fits you in the store. Ah. So you have like access to all the clothes that are for you. Mm. And that way also it's good because we can, you know, sell more of the clothes in promotions or like the things that are not really going to be sold. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that way it's also like, um, on consumption, it's perfect. And it can be with your avatar or it can be with, I don't know, your child avatar. No, know you have a child, you don't want to uh, that's why he's like super like you know um, excited etc he's running around everywhere you cannot put him together to kind of try the jacket you want to buy him yeah. to see if it fits him yeah. just take his avatar you scan the code there yeah. and you see article fit if that's
0: yeah. the child yeah 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 so yeah, that's amazing
1: that, yeah, yeah. That, but that's uh, for a bit later right
0: hopefully. so um you said that now you want to expand the team or in the next month mm-hmm. right you want to expand the team so that you can build the mvp yeah um So what are the the things that you're hiring for and what does this MVP look like? Uh, The MVP is basically the first
1: part of the virtual fitting room. So Mm -hmm. it's like embedded in the store, like the API that would basically go from to our database, retrieve the data from the user Mm -hmm. and the data of the brand so on our database so it's like all the cloud management etc the system that goes like back and forth etc that's on the software development side so we already hired someone to build that Mm -hmm. Um, on the other side it's basically uh, so working for the 3D for the virtual fitting rooms so there's work on the avatar sometimes it have to be done on the avatar so first making it smoother making it more like you know um, kind of we call it like a virtual fitting ready so you know like Handling every task that make the avatar usable for virtual fitting rooms. So that's mm-hmm. on one side, and on the other side is basically developing all the needed tasks to develop to go from that swing pattern I told you about to having clothes on the avatar. Right. So it's these two parts. So okay. it's basically like computer vision,
0: um, good knowledge of like uh, 3D modeling software, CADs, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess also some work on on. APIs and like infrastructure yes. with with a, like integration with some kind of pilot customer right yeah and, and have you already chosen what pilot customer or brand is going to be working? Yeah,
1: so we have a lot uh, a lot of birds are interested actually <laughs> oh, cool. uh, for now, the pilots we're doing is is more like on a kind of um, in-house level uh-huh. so what we do is we, we get the data from the brand so how it works is I send an NDA to the brand because swing patterns are like super important for them um, so it's right. like they babies you know it's yeah. like their know-how so yeah. I'm sending an NDA meaning that yeah I will not be giving your, your information to your competitors right yeah. so that we get the information we work with the data a bit and we find like 20 models and on these models so different male, female, tall, uh, shorter people um, more like, a, uh, like imposing people more thinner people and we basically dress these, peop- these people in real life with the clothes mm-hmm. and we dress their avatars with the data we got from the brands. And this is just to show like, how it would look like in the future. Mm-hmm. So that we already do with a few brands in Switzerland. So this Montagnar, hopefully we will start with. So we have the meeting this week again to see where we go. We have a child brand. It's called Namuke. Mm-hmm. We have a brand from like two brilliant people from Senghallen that started like a renting platform. Mm-hmm. So you can just go rent a dress on that uh, shopping platform, it's called Manusia. Uh,
0: we will work with them, and we have a few others so in Brazil, in France, etc. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so... These these brands that you're currently in partnership with, it's really like a pilot project where it's, it's not going to be commercially used. Even, yeah. Okay, it's okay. not
1: even going to yeah. be like a commercial use. No. Not no integration done. Yeah. But it's like the pre-pilot, and yeah. on the trends basically they have like uh, after like if they're happy with the kind of workshop we're organizing, in which they see the people mm-hmm. with the real dresses and the their avatars, then we move to the next step, which is going to be, like, uh, soon uh, in a few months, let's say maybe May or June, mm-hmm. in which we actually integrate a part of our software in the, in the, in the website, and they allowed uh, people would be allowed to try on, like, I don't know, maybe, like,
0: uh, two, three T-shirts, a jean, a dress, mm-hmm. a jacket or two, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. Okay, nice. Um, oh, yeah, do, do you have any uh, dream brands that you'd personally love to <laughs> collaborate Real with? Lauren. Ralph uh, okay. Horen <laughs> and
1: Uniqlo, like, uh, okay. it's, it's my favorite brand, so like, uh, like, if you see me at a, a Ralph Lauren <laughs> shop, you will understand, like, yeah. <laughs> nice. and uh, otherwise, Antitex, because we have good connections with them, um, Antitex is the owning house of uh, Zara, Bershka, wow, Oplenbir, okay. Massimo Jutsi, like, uh, it will be our, our biggest okay. client, I think, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: but yeah, <laughs> so, uh, on the tech side, what have been the major challenges for you guys? Uh, on the avatar, we work from one picture? So, mm-hmm.
1: retrieving all the information from one picture, also yeah. the backside, yeah. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 3D fitting. So we started by using like a, a software that was developed by a bigger company that's called Zero 3D, yeah. and they are focusing on the design side. So yeah. for us it was okay, but in a later stage we wanted to be more independent. So you know, like just in, like understanding exactly how things are done on their side. And kind of just putting that on paper for now, like with the exact technology we need to use Mm -hmm. was a bit of a challenge, which is solved now. Um, But technically, there was nothing that was really stopping us up to now, except that thing of information from the back, from just Mm -hmm. one front picture. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah. I see. And how much of... Um, your work or your studies from ETH, are you putting? And this goes for you and, and Pietro as well. Are you like transferring, you know, like that knowledge from your courses and, and projects into Alter Ego? Uh, you should ask my co founder on that okay. side because. Um, you haven't transferred
1: I, much yet. I haven't transferred much. I mean, okay. to be honest, there are some things that were not taught to me at ETH but Were taught to me through ETH. I think that's the most important mm. thing we learn at ETH also. I and mean, for mm. me, like, studying at ETH is not like, yeah, knowing how to use that function is in SQL or something. For <laughs> me, it's like having that amount of work yeah. and be able to cope with it, like, with no stress and actually make something and succeed, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just like more shaping your brain mm. than actually getting like no legend I said yeah. because anyway technology is evolving today like so fast yeah, yeah, that yeah. if you study today in 10 years you will be totally using something different <laughs> yeah. so the most important is like you as a human how you think and mm-hmm. this has been, been taught to me by ETH and EPFL okay. so you know seeing like that that size of papers you have to understand in uh, one week yeah right facing that and then facing alter ego is like I've done worse before. I yeah. mean, honestly, no. It's <laughs> like, a lot of work, <laughs> but like, I- I'm not scared. Like, I'm less intimidated by it, like mm-hmm. huge amount of work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's thanks to EPF and ETH. Right. So mm-hmm. the classes never really put something into it. Okay. Maybe you know, like some things I could have done, like uh, from like craft theory classes or things like that, that were more like
0: on how to optimize some part of our pipeline, mm-hmm. but nothing. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I think uh, in one of the interviews that you have online, you said that you wouldn't consider yourself an entrepreneur right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's because, um, I don't know if these are your words, but you would only do that when you see it as a success. or when Yeah. Um, so what, what does success look like to you for alter ego? Um, well, f- like there's
1: f- success for being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So it would be like not okay, I'm just like you know, like a startup guy, I'm doing something, I'm uh, raising funds, talking to investors, which is uh, what uh, lots of people here in Switzerland and like everywhere in the world do. Like, they call themselves entrepreneurs with nothing like really done, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, when a product will be delivered to market and customers will be paying and happy with it, then I will call myself an entrepreneur. But that will not be a success for Alter ego. For me, a success with okay. would either like really have that amount of clothes that were not returned anymore and that amount of user using alter ego and happy using Alterego, mm-hmm. So like uh, happy with the, the clothes they get when they order with it. Mm-hmm. And when that reaches a certain level, which is not defined yet, but let's say, you know, like reaching a level that would allow me to close mm-hmm. Antitex, so mm-hmm. Zara, etc.,
0: mm-hmm. happens, then I would call it a success. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, and uh, so... T- even if you're not calling yourself an entrepreneur, um, I'm just going to say you've had an entrepreneurial journey so far. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, yeah, w- what has been the most rewarding part of it so far? The network, honestly. Like, the you network. know, like you get yeah. to know so many people yeah. 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 and like you
1: get to see so many different things. So for me, the rewarding part was like all the journey. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm super happy with everything from, from like the pitches we did, uh, the recognition we got from whether it is like the competition we want mm-hmm. to venture which is like still the biggest competition in startups yeah. in Switzerland yeah. or like Venture Kick which is also like more common but like is it's a recognition like to kind of have pitch to that board of uh, jury like that are like experts like, and, like way senior compared to mm-hmm. what we are mm-hmm. and have them like involved in that or the media etc so this is on the recognition part but for me it's like more like what other person I learned uh, you know like people from everything like from mm-hmm. how the company is made how the lawyers work together how this bigger company like work within like their different departments etc what are people interested in what are people not interested in mm-hmm. how people talk how people are how do you get people interested to talk to you etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so all these things yeah which is mostly soft skill things yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you get like a few slaps in the face
0: before right. deciding how to actually, actually do it yeah. right right and um so uh, talking a bit about your journey um, spe- specifically with fundraising um, so you mentioned I mean most of your funds right now have come from uh, venture kick right, yeah. which is a, a grant that is in different phases yeah um what would you say are are the things that have contributed the most to you having su- success with that brand uh, sorry with that grant uh... is it the way you, like yeah. the way that you guys pitch uh that the team is the right to do the job is it a combination of to be of honest it? when we see the team when you don't know the
1: team and don't get time spent without them, team you don't see the quality of the team it's hmm. so, like we are Pietro and I we are both tech guys uh, Pietro is doing uh, robotics so he's not even like a computer scientist as such uh, even though when you know him you clearly see that he is because most of his projects were related to actually things that we're doing etc hmm. and on my side you think I'm a regular computer scientist which is well, I'm technical, etc. so we don't have diversity in the team. So that means we're just two tech people. But when you get time to spend with us, then yeah. you can see that actually I'm more efficient in business than computer science. I still have to computer science background to back all of that, and that Pietro is actually freaking good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So then you actually get to see that the team is, is good. So it's yeah. definitely not the team as such that helped us in these things. Um, maybe the potential of the project, mm-hmm. because, like, if you understand the issue problem correctly mm-hmm. and the pain of the brands, you directly see that this is a multi-billion dollar project. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just, you know, like, the, if it succeeds, it's a big win, yeah, 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 and yeah. if it doesn't succeed, well, for us, it's peanuts, you know? Yeah. That's how yeah, they yeah. talk, usually. Right. Like, it's a risk, it's their job to take this risk, right. also. Right. And um, so that helps a lot, but I think it's our motivation. Mm-hmm. So I thing we call it. We we I call it like with a friend. Uh, Jessica is also like an entrepreneur. She does the LG things uh, packaging. Um, mm-hmm. We call it the crazy eyes. Like when I pitch my project, you see that like crazy I'm eyes. not dropping
0: the case, right? And that's helping a lot. Awesome. I, I think that's what helps the most. Like, yeah. Okay. So what about things like, um, like the the quality of the demos that you have now? Is it um, that you're selling the fact that you have. Uh, a technology edge that is not available anywhere else is that helping you a lot do you think or um, traction with existing brands like these pilot uh, customers well
1: this is new
0: okay. so we
1: never used that
0: okay. before uh, definitely
1: wanting so like this pitch competitions what they see is what you do is the problem do I understand it correctly is it big enough is it worth my concern mm-hmm. then okay but what do you bring new so what's your unique selling proposition mm-hmm. how is your IP so is it like yours uh, how mm-hmm. does it differentiate from everyone else, etc Competitors, also mm-hmm. related to, to previous ones, like is it big enough, mm-hmm. is there some, mm-hmm. you need to have competitors, right. that's super important, and like can you cope with them, right? Yeah. Then the market, what you did with that market yet, so did you talk to some people, etc then mm-hmm. the team and the advisors, mm-hmm. and then uh, they look at the roadmap, the financials, etc but for them that's yeah. specifically the financial reports for like any good investor or any good part of jury, like, if they pay too much attention to that, it means that they're not good. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. it, because it will change hundred times, and they all know that. Yeah. Right, so these are the main, main important things, yeah. and your question what, was what helped us a lot on that side
0: yeah no uh, more on the on the technology side yes uh, and, and competitors like had you di- did you guys uh, prove to some extent that you guys on a technical level were able to do things that have we, not been shown before we had a hard time doing that to okay. be honest like also like everything like when you pitch to the think you have 10 minutes mm-hmm. and you
1: don't have time to explain everything right mm-hmm. in details yeah. uh, we had a hard time doing that specifically like a venture for example start a competition uh, the competitive analysis was like you know just to uh, these two hours with like this, this thing here and this thing here, mm-hmm. and basically there were like not enough information on how we truly differentiate. Yeah. So that was how, not how, like uh, every q and A, I I was destroyed on competitive and technology like uh, differentiation, mm-hmm. which is actually, like in my opinion, was clear that we're actually way beyond what has been done today and is actually something that has the potential to work Compared to what has not been done before, mm-hmm. so we just swiped everything to Kick 2 and mm-hmm. that worked well. Yeah. That worked out really well because I just took okay, the others are doing that. This is shit. Yeah.
0: Sorry for the word, but yeah, it's yeah,
1: actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we do that. And this is the big differentiation. Okay. And on the other side too, and we do that. And then like took them like example by example, took three minutes just on that, and then it changed. So wow. it's major important. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it was short of my pitch
0: okay. yeah so I I had a question specifically about competitors Mm -hmm. who would you consider your your main competitor Um,
1: so there's like 3D look in the US Mm -hmm. they're doing something really similar etc but again they need the 3D models of the clothes Mm -hmm. so that's the differentiation between us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they've been in the game since uh, I think 2010 yeah so it's a while and they still Mm -hmm. don't really have anything you can't try right, right Right. Um, then we do not consider them competitors at all. They're way too big for that. And also, like, they're a different market. Zalando, oh. they're creating that. So they bought a startup from ETH two years ago, Mipo, for, like, a nice number. And they're keeping that for themselves. So oh, for them, it's a way to gain competitive yeah. advantage. If they're one of the right. only ones who provides right. a solution, it's right. perfect right. for them. Right. So they just acquired, like, the, the whole startup, etc. And now they're developing that technology and it's been two years and a half already yeah. I think. And they released a pilot lately with Puma, mm-hmm. so on their own uh, retailer uh, platform. So mm. it's not our competitors but it's, it's a good market validation, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I call it. Walmart is doing the same in the yeah. West. They bought a startup for 200 million, one year ago, same thing as do for themselves only. Mm. And basically like okay. that kind of... No, this you know, is great. It's great validation for you. It's great validation yeah. on our side. But that
0: that helps a lot. I think also like specifically from a VC perspective. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I, I have yeah. a question. Like since this is uh, kind of a recurring pattern, uh, have you ever been asked the question of what if a brand that is big uh, approaches you? Because it it seems like a good uh, acquisition for the brand, right? It, it's like keeping an edge for themselves. Yes. What what happens? Like is your mission specifically to serve? the broader market of brands and to be, yeah, you know, like a, a good for everyone or would you consider being uh, We see it exclusive. like that. So, okay. we see it like that. We would like to be a solution for most of the brands,
1: mm-hmm. either small or also like small brands that don't really have an IT team or can't afford to buy the yeah. startup, right? Yeah, yeah. So that we kind of serve the whole market. Yeah. And we kind of don't have that, because otherwise it would be kind of catastrophic, you know, if there's no startup proposing that for smaller brands, mm-hmm. then we go to only major players again having all of these mm-hmm. shares. Mm-hmm. And yeah, small brands again left to to nothing. Yeah. So that would be the vision. Yeah. Um, then I'm not stating that if we get a good deal. of Lauren. <laughs> yeah, no, <Ralf-Loren, laughs> Yeah, well, Lauren like. I would love to work <laughs> with them, but like working with An Toran would not be enough for sure yeah, like for the yeah. vision half for alterego, yeah. but if we have you know like a major major player mm-hmm. that will want alterego for nice reasons, which would be like the machine distribution, mm-hmm. but also other things they would love us to develop, mm-hmm. uh, then we might discuss exclusivity mm-hmm. 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 but. Otherwise, no, no. Uh, not before, and depending on the you know, the state of the market, etc., and yeah. where everything's going. You yeah. never can kind of predict all these decisions at first. Yeah. It's going to also be like, not just my decision, I guess, at one point. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Right, of course. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I'm wondering, like, now, how far... So, Pietro, I spoke to a bit before, and he told me that he's going to graduate in about three months, or a bit less. Uh, what's your plan <laughs> later (laughs) later. I'm taking my time Um, so
1: well I had 35 credits last year Uh, this semester started like a week ago for me but I have 24 (laughs) credits in uh, in the next 3 weeks so that would hopefully be 60 then I have a lab to do next semester and a few things so 1 year
0: Okay. In one year I might be done with my thesis like yeah. one year and a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um and at that point I guess uh like so you would Pietro would go full time when he graduates Is that exactly. the idea yeah. and then you would hire a few other people to join uh, more on the technical side right mm-hmm. and so you would continue to like lead the business side um, while finishing your exactly. Okay. so Pietro is going full-time
1: in March yeah. uh, we have two people starting half-time in February mm-hmm. um, 50% mm-hmm. and we hope to like close this round uh, by the end of the month mm-hmm. so that we have again two people starting full-time in
0: late, Mar- late February slash early March mm-hmm. and I'm considered full-time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, So I want to ask you about the hires because hiring is like one of the most difficult or important things for an early stage startup, right? Because yeah. um, like the people that you're hiring, you, you, you might have to start seeing them as like leads of huge teams if the startup goes well at yeah. some point. So how, how did you approach that? Um, um.
1: I know a lot of people. Okay. Like, you know, like,
0: I, I, I really talk a lot
1: too much usually. I think you <laughs> notice that here. So like I really know a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't like, I usually, yeah, so for what we did this round of hiring, like we sent out the interview like, messages, et cetera. But you know like there are some people I know, I know how they work. And I know like that they don't work for working. They work to make something. Mm-hmm and that they're really concerned with what they do usually, you know. Mm-hmm. like they're, I, I'm not looking for the best talent, I'm looking for people who will care about what they do. Mm-hmm. And that is quite, like you can see it. It's no. a lot of gut feeling. No. So that's how we do the hiring. Okay, so then you,
0: you can, know of some people and uh, get some applications, I guess, and then you meet We run them. the interviews and yeah. we see like, yeah. Yeah, okay. We see how it works. Okay, It's complicated, okay.
1: specifically for a young startup, like yeah. the hiring process, like you're so, um, Um, bound to make mistakes Mm -hmm. but hires and it's super like damaging you lose a lot of time and money and Mm -hmm. you burn cash which Mm -hmm. you don't really have and yeah
0: yeah yeah so so you're hiring, I, I guess, lower salaries than, than usual, right? Yeah. Uh, but which yeah, chairs. Yeah. Yeah, depending. Like, if it's part-time position, no. If it's a full-time position, yes. Yeah, yeah. And are these people that you're hiring graduates, or are they also students? Uh,
1: so yeah. for now, that we took, it's uh, also students, but mm-hmm. that are graduating soon. Mm-hmm. That's what we're targeting. Yeah. So people f- just either before their thesis and then have the opportunity to do the thesis um, with us, mm-hmm. hopefully, are, yeah. like, uh, graduates. Yep. So yeah, these people are, are like are the TCS that are finishing soon, so that they can start with Ego after full time, yep. or just fresh graduates. Yeah, yep. Okay. We're not really targeting any senior position or
0: something. Okay, sounds good. Um, and yeah, so I, I wanted to ask you a bit like uh, ninety degrees question, but uh, it's also on fashion, uh, but it's fashion in the metaverse. Uh, which has been spoken a lot about or well, since the, the metaverse hype. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think of that? Uh, yeah. Keep them
1: close, look what's happening, and if there's an opportunity, go. <laughs> Literally. Like, uh, we're not a fan of the metaverse. Um, neither my team, neither I are like a big believer of like what a hype it would be. Mm-hmm. Also for shopping, because I don't see myself putting shop, mm-hmm. like, glasses, go in the world, and then shop. As well go by to just the, virtual, virtual exactly. yeah. Like I, I don't see that trend happening. If it happens, we for sure would be like players in it because we do have like the technology techs. Hmm.
0: I think it's fair to say that you're probably one of the most uh, um, famous faces at SPH. <laughs> always there. So yeah. You're always there. It feels like you live there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, you know, there wouldn't be a better person to ask You know, what is SPH and what makes it so special for you? It's the community, you know. Like, I think SPH for me, like,
1: all these people that you used to see, etc. And Mm -hmm. all these different people, like, you have, like, from people that are graduated already working on their startup mm-hmm. that is like well going etc people just like figure out what a startup is or like what a project is so there's the startup side then there's the makerspace side uh, I'm super glumpsy so I never go there like otherwise I might kill someone or something so I don't uh, <laughs> I'm super hyped to see like what they do and what they build mm-hmm. with it it's like a kind of uh, in, uh, in Pixu. I don't know if we say I that in English, but it's like the, the crazy inventor, you know, like that are okay. It is always inventing things, so I see some uh-huh. people like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like super fun to see, yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah, for me it's mostly that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, and, and you're also like manager at the... Uh, no, I'm not the manager desk, to, Or not? I'm at you the welcome at desk, so yeah. I do the welcome desk, it's a student okay. job, okay. basically 30%. Okay.
1: Yeah, cool. And that's also why I'm always there and know everyone, because... Everyone goes through me
0: to enter. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I get to just see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. So um, I wanted to ask you also a question about um, a future. Uh, so if you think like five to ten years from now, um, how do you think we will shop, and what role do you think AI is gonna play in like the fashion scene more broadly? Uh, Many roles. Um,
1: shopping, I think. Hopefully, it's not gonna be that much different from now. Mm-hmm. Maybe you will be shopping more online, which mm-hmm. is expected, mm-hmm. like way more online, yeah. but there's gonna still be shops, physical stores, so mm-hmm. at least the main ones, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be less, like way less physical stores, which is also good because physical stores are like really bad, like mm-hmm. for environment reasons, management reasons, inside, et cetera, like really bad. So it's good mm-hmm. to go that direction. Um, I think that the physical stores are gonna be available are also going to be way more intelligent. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be also good because as there will be less, we will invest, founder fashion will invest more in the ones they have, which would be good. So I would not be surprised by having this kind of products I told you about. So the screening, which like you can directly Mm -hmm. see what's there, etc. I see eventually some applications allowing you to have directly a fashion feedback from like an expert, like an AI trained expert Mm -hmm. in fashion, which is something we would like to also be part of. (laughs) So like some, like, you know, like just taking... You know, fashion is about like, mixing things together, mm-hmm. mixing colors, mixing textiles, etc., mm-hmm. mixing uh, patterns, etc. Mm-hmm. We can learn about that. We can yeah. train an AI that will basically tell you, hey, that should go extremely well yeah. with that, with yeah. that pattern. So, that's um, also platform to so exchange directly with your friends, etc. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of technology on that side mm-hmm. um, and on the e commerce side too.
2: Yeah.
1: And I see that so, for the user side
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the front. And in the back also, so mm-hmm. the collaboration between the brand and manufacturers, how the transport is done, how the like uh, you know, our contents is done, like if I'm not at the contents with like inventories, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things
0: like that. Okay, yeah. so and um, like closer to to what Alter Ego is doing, um, like the the initial product that you'll have, w- which will so- solve the product uh, the, the problem mostly is like. You need a model that is accurate in terms of volume, right, mm-hmm. and dimensions, but, like, the, the the fidelity of it doesn't have to be super uh, good, I guess, initially. Like, just to initially, see if no. it fits, it, it it's fine to just have, like, a gray shirt on a gray um, 3D model of a person. For starters, yeah, but yeah. then are, the color is really important. Okay. Like, the color is important, okay. yeah. So, you guys want to move closer and closer to, like, a higher... Uh, like a super high fidelity yeah. representation of how that piece of clothing will look. Exactly. Right. Okay. That, that's the way. That's okay. where we're
1: going. Uh, today, like we can do things that are honestly like quite good. Like also, like the brands don't really care. But luxury fashion, you know, like that, that kind of like uh, I don't know, like on the button mm-hmm. here, like for like that uh, jar mm-hmm.
0: jacket, is super important. Yeah. So then we go that way, right? right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so the last uh, part yeah. is uh, a bunch of like intuition-based questions, which you can just answer like in one word or in uh, as long as you want. Um, and yeah, they're really like got gut questions that you shouldn't uh-huh. really overthink too much. Uh, but yeah, so the first one is, what is fashion to you? Uh, mood for me. Uh,
1: okay. like it really represents my mood. Like I don't know, like my outfit will define my personality during a day
0: for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if an angel. Gave you one million dollars right now, what would you do with it? Uh,
1: Hire. Hire what we need exactly, and uh, I think keep the rest also to just like
0: Mm -hmm. for cash flow reasons, Mm etc. Like, not hire like 20 people to go, like just hire what we need and keep the rest for later. Yeah. Yeah. If someone did that with a condition that you go full time right now, what would happen? Uh, I would convince them that I'm already full time. Um, which is easy to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what gets you out of bed most mornings? Oh. am <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Getting dressed. <laughs> so, you
1: know, like my, 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 gra- my breakfast, if I have a really nice thing to eat, mm-hmm. but always just the outfit I'm going to be wearing that day, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and just to show up in the office, you know. Yeah. Also, that walk like, to the office, I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's, okay. I like that. Um, what advice would you give yourself uh, back in high school? Uh... Continue like that. I don't know. That
1: yeah. seems pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I don't know. Just be you.
1: I don't okay. know. I, nice.
0: Yeah. Um, who do you look up to?
1: I don't have anyone. I look
0: up like role models? To... No. Idols?
1: Okay. D- don't really have one. Okay. Don't really have one.
0: <laughs> so when you have like an ambition, it's not like you're thinking, I want to be like this person or like that. It's more like, I want this to happen. I exactly. want this to be a reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I, really, I'm more like, I want that person like to be a reality than I want to be like him. I mm-hmm. never really compare up to the others. Yeah. Like for me, everyone has, you know, like for me, life is also based on a few things that led you to a place mm-hmm. and then a lot of different paths again. And this is a lot of chance and things you kind of pull together yeah. to be there. Yeah. So for me, like, it's not possible to compare to that other person that has done that because for sure that person would have been like facing other situations. Mm-hmm. So, no.
0: Right, right. Yeah. yeah, like you would find it too constraining in a way. Yeah, Okay. Much. Um Do you think alter ego will be your last entrepreneurial endeavor? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. No, I think at one point, you know, like when I would have built with Pietro
1: what uh, we want to build,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's going to be, you know, like... More things running alone and mm-hmm. more time for us to go to the next adventure.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Um, what's, I think we've already answered this, but what's your favorite brand? Ralph Lauren. And what's your p- favorite piece of clothing? Uh, that you own? That I own? Yeah. Hmm, it's. <laughs>
1: I I think it's it's not even a Ralph Lauren. It's um I think it's like a blazer that you can see me with like on many of the pictures. Uh, yeah. uh it's El Ganzo it's from Spain. I love that
0: blazer. Blazer. I don't know why. I like just like I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it like this um magenta color? It's a blue ah, and okay. has like a kind of
1: it's like the Scottish uh, pattern okay. that is it's blue with this kind of like red
0: things okay. in it. Yeah. Okay. Um and, uh, yeah, do you have any, any final advice on someone that wants to uh, start? Jump. Jump, jump really, in. Yeah, okay. jump, yeah, jump in. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jump yeah. in the project. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just jump in the project and yeah. like, talk to people yeah. as much as you
0: can. Mm-hmm. Like, talk. Everything is on the talk, literally. Mm-hmm. And you learn everything from that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, how can people, like as a parting thought, how, how can people find out more about you, about alter ego? Uh, so we're reviewing the web. we uh, redoing
1: the website. So don't go today, but to go maybe in a few weeks. <laughs> sure. uh, alterego.ai. So mm-hmm. Alter. Minus ego. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh LinkedIn. This is my LinkedIn yeah. is quite active. Uh,
0: or I just come see me at SPH, like yeah. yeah,
2: you're uh, going to be there, like, Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot for the conversation. I learned thank a you. lot. And, yeah, this is so enjoyable. You're, like, really passionate about this very yeah, clearly. Yeah, i see the, 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 the crazy see the crazy eyes. eyes no, yeah. yeah, right.
1: So, yeah, well, I hope it was, like, uh, clear and, like, I didn't get lost in yeah. many
0: ways, like uh, I do usually. But yeah.
1: uh, thank you for having me here. Yeah. Maybe,
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show on whatever platform you use. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone interested in entrepreneurship, university student life, and the rising minds and technologies of the future, before they change the world.